Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. To become a supporter of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. All right, welcome everyone. This week's Torah portion is about a journey. We're reading Vayetzeh, which begins at Genesis chapter 28, verse 10. And it opens with these words, Vayetzeh Yaakov mi Beersheva, Vayelech Harana. Jacob left Beersheva and went toward Haran. So from the very opening moments of this Torah portion, before we know anything else, we already know that we are in between places. Jacob has already left Beersheva, And he has not yet reached Haran. So where is he right now? Well, somewhere. Somewhere in between. And in between is a precarious place to be. You don't have the stability of being where you came from. And you don't have the satisfaction of being where you're going. Instead, you have the instability. The dissatisfaction of not being in either space. And so as we read the story, we can be sure that that precariousness, that in-betweenness, is not only geographic. It's not just that Jacob is on his way from Beersheba to Haran and isn't there yet. He's also on his way from everything he knew, moving towards something unknown. Jacob has left behind his family, his parents, the only home he's ever known, and he didn't leave for good reasons. If you remember last week's parsha, he, re- he left because he swindled his brother out of the blessing. And his brother Esau threatened to kill him. So his mother sent him away as quickly as possible. Jacob is going through some things right now. As he reaches this place of precariousness on the road, he is also in a place of precariousness in his life. And we can imagine he must be worried and scared and uncertain. And in that sense, Jacob in this portion is someone that we can very much recognize and relate to. We know what it feels like for things to feel wrong, for things to feel uncertain, for things to feel scary. We know what it feels like in our own lives. Every one of us has been through times like that. And we know what it feels like as a people And as a world, in fact, right now is very much one of those times where things feel precarious and scary. As we look to the violence and upheaval in Israel and Gaza right now, this is a moment of such pain. We have a sense of what Jacob is feeling in this in-between place, which makes what happens next all the more amazing. The Torah says, this is verse 11, He came upon a certain place and stopped there for the night because the sun had set. He took one of the stones of that place, put it underneath his head, and lay down in that place. So Jacob, in all his anxiety, is trying to get some sleep. And it says, He had a dream. And in his dream, as many of you know, he sees a ladder reaching up to the heavens. He sees angels going up and down and up and down the ladder. 
and he sees God standing above, looking down and speaking to him. And God says, Don't worry, Jacob. Hine anochi imach, I am with you. Ushmarticha bechol asher telech, and I will protect you anywhere you go. I will not leave you until I have fulfilled my promise to you. So God's message in Jacob's dream speaks directly to Jacob's fears. God says, I know you're afraid, but I'm here. I know you feel abandoned, but I'm not going anywhere. I know you're worried about what comes next, but I will be with you no matter where you go. And Jacob is so moved by this that he jumps up out of his sleep and he exclaims, Wow, he says, God is in this place and I didn't even know it. So in the end, this story, this famous story, is the story of Jacob figuring out that God is with him in this unknown place. Which is to say, it's the story of Jacob figuring out that even in moments of great uncertainty and great fear, there is still hope. There is still connection. There is still meaning to be made. In fact, from here on out, Jacob seems a little different. He seems to be able to overcome his paralysis. He can move on toward Haran, move on toward his new life. He meets his future wives and starts to build a life for himself. It doesn't mean that all his problems are solved. It doesn't mean that the fear has gone away. It just means that something about this encounter has helped him to put one foot in front of the next. Rabbi Julie Sachs Taller puts it this way, This is from the CCAR's Social Justice Torah Commentary. She writes, quote, Upon awakening, Jacob knows something that he did not know the night before. And not merely a newfound fact about God, Jacob is changed by his dream. And the change will lift him into action. I think this is a crucial point. When Jacob wakes up in the morning after his dream, absolutely nothing has changed about his situation. He's still leaving home. He's still in this in-between place. He's still in the midst of something scary. The only thing that's changed is that Jacob is aware of God's presence. And it doesn't even mean that God's presence is new, just that Jacob's awareness of it is new. Sometimes what we need most in moments of uncertainty is to believe in the possibility of hope and connection, to believe in the presence of God in whatever form we might conceive God. Sometimes I think what we need most is to believe that we are capable of making it through, which in a sense is what God's presence is. Judaism teaches us that we human beings have the capacity to bring God into the world. Here I'm quoting from the Talmud, Tractate Brachot, page 6a, where it says, How do we know that when ten people gather in prayer, the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, is with them? And the Talmud answers, we know that because it says in Psalms, this is Psalm 82, Elohim nitzav ve'adat el, God stands in the midst of the congregation. In other words, when you come together as a holy congregation, 
there is this teaching that the divine presence descends to be with you. By the way, that's traditionally why we have a minion, a group of ten people for praying. Although the rabbis also believe that God descends to be with us when we gather in groups of three or two or even individually to do holy actions like studying and praying. But at its core, the teaching in this passage from the Talmud is that we have the capacity to bring wholeness and holiness into the world, and most especially when we do it together. And I think that's because for so many of us, we think of God as being the power or the engine behind our capacity to connect, which means that connection in and of itself is an act of holiness, an act of godliness. That, I think, is why Jacob needs to hear, Vehine anochi imach, I am with you. And it's why in our most difficult moments, what we often need is other people's presence. Not their help, per se, although sometimes that's nice, but their presence, their connection. And maybe that's also a hint as to what the story is trying to teach us. When Jacob learns that God is in this place, what he's learning is that hope and connection are possible, even in the most precarious and scariest of moments. And in fact, they're not only possible, they're crucial. Hope and connection are the way that we make it through. Hope and connection, in a sense, represent the presence of the divine. Even if solving the problems feels outside of our power, it's never outside of our power to reach out to others, to strengthen and to be strengthened. And we're seeing that right now, even in this dark moment. In the weeks since the war started, volunteerism in Israel has skyrocketed. People are reaching out to help each other. They're raising money. They're banking breast milk. They're opening their homes to the, to the displaced. There are people who are stepping up their efforts toward Jewish-Arab dialogue and joint advocacy. I'm thinking here about organizations like Standing Together and Tag Meir, whose message throughout this whole thing has been that we need to see each other's humanity. There are all kinds of ways that we are connecting and strengthening each other. Here at La Asok, I would lift up our Tikva Through Text program, where for the last few weeks, we've been gathering for half an hour a week to study something on the topic of hope. These are the spaces and these are the actions where we can feel the presence of the divine. And these are the spaces that change us, just as Jacob is changed, that help us to move forward with hope because we are strengthening each other. So there's no question that Jacob is on a journey in this parsha. But it's not only a journey from Beersheba to Haran, it's also a journey toward greater awareness of holiness and of the divine in the world. It's a journey toward a greater awareness of his own capacity and our own capacity to create that holiness in the world. That's what we all need in times like this, so that we can lift each other out of the darkness, so that we can put one foot in front of the other toward making this world a better place. Thanks for listening, everyone. 7-Minute Torah is a production of La Asok, Sacred Texts, Modern Meaning. If you enjoyed this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. For more information about upcoming learning opportunities, 
go to laasoka.org, L-A-A-S-O-K.org. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Thanks for listening.